This is Sports Talk with Jack Wilson on News Talk 770, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. So the final four set for the CFL playoffs, the Stamps and the Lions next Sunday at McMahon Stadium. That's at 2.30 kickoff, the early game in the East. The Edmonton Eskimos will travel to the Ottawa, the nation's capital, against the Red Blacks. It's not surprising that you look at the four teams left in the Canadian Football League playoffs, the final four, as you would say. All four of these teams, in my opinion, have the best quarterbacking in the Canadian Football League. And we're going to get to Deron Mayo in just a second, but Blair wants to weigh in. Blair, you wanted to weigh in. Rust or rest? What do you think is going to be better? I agree with you, Jacques. This team is too good. Hoff and Dickinson will have them too. They'll have them prepared. They're ready for this. And, it's in that, and the TSM panel said it best. The only way the Stamps will really lose if they come out and throw a terrible game. And you know what, Jacques? I just think this team is too good to do that. And my next slogan on a funny thing is, I want you to take me to the Grey Cup so I can be your bodyguard. <laughs> I might need a bodyguard in, uh, in, uh, in Toronto, my friend, and I am heading there. So uh, I hope the Calgary Stampeders join me, Blair. Thank you very much for the call. Hey, the one guy that can talk about rust versus rest is the president's ring winner for the Calgary Stampeders this year. Unfortunately, he's not going to be playing in the West Final because of an injury, but it's a real pleasure on Sports Talk with Jock to be joined by Deron Mayo, linebacker for your Calgary Stampeders. Mr. Mayo, how are you, my friend? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? I am excellent. Thank you very much. You know, yeah. a, a lot of people are talking rust versus rest. And and, and my, my thought is, hey, the Calgary Stampeders, after playing 15 consecutive weeks, they were spent mentally. They were spent physically. I, I, I know you're still very, very close in that dressing room at Duran. I thought this was the best thing that, uh, that the doctor ordered for the football club. What are your thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know what? Yeah, the whole rush versus rest talk has been going on for a while, and uh, we've had quite some time to uh, sort of, uh, I guess, you know, get close to the family during the bye week and, and sort of uh, regenerate. So, um, you know what? The guys are feeling pretty good. You know what? They've been out there practicing a little bit, and, and they're looking sharp. And, and on top of everything, the guys feel healthy, right? It's the most important thing going into these playoffs. So, Boy, isn't, yeah. that, the, isn't that the case? So what did you think of that uh, West semifinal yesterday? Uh, I thought it was a really crazy game. Um, I'm sure there was some good viewership there. Uh, you know what? Winnipeg came out pretty strong, and they've got a really good defense, and Matt Nichols has played well as, as well. So, um, But you know what? Being NBC with that crowd and, and uh, you know what, uh, with Arsenal and, and obviously Jennings and a good running game, they're never out of it, and uh, they showed that last night. Boy, did they did they ever, the way they came back, and, you know, good on them. 19, they were 19 down. They were, you know, down 12 with uh, 10 minutes left to go. Uh, that, right. that, that's, that shows some character. And, and you know, as a member of the Calgary Stampeders, what kind of character that team has because you right. played them three times this year, Duran, and two of those games were really, really close. Yeah, they were. Um, like I said, they're a good team. They're very talented. And uh, you know what? They called us in that first game of the year and uh, sort, of, sort of made us check ourselves and, and look in the mirror and to see what type of team we're going to be for the rest of the season. So, um, you know what? We got the last one versus them in our home, and, and it's always good playing back um, in Calgary at McMahon. So uh, we'll have the fans behind us. Hopefully it's about, you know, negative 10 to negative 20 out there, and uh, we'll make it real uncomfortable. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because I look back at last year, and, and you met the BC Lions in the Western semifinal at home. You won that game, but then you didn't get to play at home for the Western final. You had to go on right. the road, and, and I think that cost this team. You play all season long to get home field advantage in this game. This is where you obviously want to play this game. This is where this team feels comfortable. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know what? Um, from from waking up in the morning in your own home, you know, uh, until you step on that field, uh, that routine uh, becomes so second nature. And, uh, you know, it's always good to, to stay in that routine and to stay in front of your fans. So, uh, yeah, we've had a lot of success over the last, you know, several years, the five years I've been here. Um, at McMahon, and uh, we're looking forward to continuing that success. Uh, I don't think anything scares you about the BC Lions, but l- let's put this into perspective. Chris Rainey is a talent. He he has had some success against the Calgary Stampeders. Uh, what do you feel the team has to do to, to shut down Chris Rainey? Uh, you know, yeah, he's a very explosive player. Um, he's brought a couple of returns back on us. Uh, honestly, um, it's just a matter of everybody doing their job, and that's sort of how we've lived uh, this whole season, you know, on special teams, on defense, on offense. Uh, we always call it, you know, mowing your own lawn. But, you know, if everybody does their own job and say it's discipline, uh, a guy like that usually uh, won't break open the play, right? It's, it, those big plays happen when other guys are trying to, you know, jump in your gap or trying to make this, you know, heroic play. So uh, as long as the guys, you know what, they keep contained, you know, they keep their outside arm free and, and uh, you know what, they, they stay in their lane, um, we're able to contain a player like that. You know, Duran, and, and that's a really good point, because I look at the Calgary Stampeders this year, and you were part of that Great Cup championship team a few years ago in 2014. Right. That was a good team. I, I, I think, and this is my opinion, I think this team is, is deeper, and I say that because I think this team is better in all three phases of the game. Mm-hmm. They can throw Chris Rainey at the Calgary Stampeders, but guess what? Roy Finch, he, he's a little bit of a weapon himself. Yeah, Roy's a firecracker out there. Um, breaks a lot of tackles. He's quick. He's explosive. He's actually really strong, which I didn't know until I uh, saw him in the weight room. So, um, yeah, we've got a good return game. Uh, like you said, special teams has has been our uh, our, our foundation the whole season. Um, we we've been able to rely on them, and um, obviously, you know, you got Bo a quarterback, and you've got a great O line, and good receivers, and and a good running back. So uh, offense usually takes care of things. And on top of that, uh, Clay's done a good job of of coming in, and, and the guys. Uh, have rallied behind Clay Brooks, and uh, the defense has come along, especially the last quarter of the season. Obviously, what is done is done. Uh, you know, there, there's no mulligans. Uh, you're not going to be able to play in this game, but has to has to hurt deep, deep to the core, I would think, Duran, that you can't play this, uh, yeah, this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it's tough not playing in this game, and uh, but you know what? At the end of the day, you know, it sort of is what it is. Uh, like I told the reporters earlier, uh, we'll play a game that where there's a 100% injury rate. So, I mean, eventually you get injured. Um, unfortunately, this one's for a long time. So, uh, right now, all I can do is, you know, be behind my teammates and uh, continue to encourage them. Um, I've been around the locker room quite often. So, uh, the guys the guys are happy to see me there, and obviously I'm happy to see them as well. So, uh you know what? It's, it's the next man up, and and truthfully, that's how I got my start here in Calgary, right? You know what? Malik Jackson went down, and mm-hmm. I had an opportunity to step up and and make a difference in the game. So, uh, you know, Glenn Love and Malik Harris are more than capable of uh, stepping into my position and doing a great job. You know, you you can't make a difference on the field, Duran, but I mm-hmm. still think you can make a difference in the room. You know, obviously on the sidelines, uh, because you know that's been a big part of your role this year as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, stepping into that leadership role, like you said, just motivating the guys has, has been a big part. And uh, truthfully, I learned a lot of, of my leadership, at least the vocal aspect, from uh, Jawan Simpson, you know, who's been who's been our uh, leader for a long time. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I plan on being around uh, in the meeting rooms and, and helping breaking down film, and you know, in the weight room and just continuing to uh, encourage these guys. So. Uh, yeah, um, it's, it's definitely a, a step in a different direction for me, Rap. Right? I've never been on the sideline. I'm almost like another coach out there. But uh, you know what? It is what it is, and I'm, I'm going to make the most out of it and uh, you know, do the best I can.
Well, you know, Duran, uh, you have the right attitude, and that's the attitude you obviously have to have. And, and, and as you say, it's been, you know, a whirlwind the last five years uh, with you and the Calgary Stampeders. You know, to be, to be named a team captain at the start of the season and then to cap it off winning the President's Ring, which is also selected by your peers, by the guys in the room, you know, judged on in-game contributions, leadership, yeah. inspiration, and, and motivational skills. Wow, that's, that's got to hit, hit you home, you know, at, right at the heart, I would think. Yeah, absolutely. It's a huge achievement, and uh, I'm sure you've seen some of the names of, of past winners. Mm-hmm. You know, you got Kote Mace and, and uh, Wayne Harris, and um, there's a lot of good people on that list. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely an honor for me to win that award. Um, obviously, I'm very grateful for uh, that award, and, and uh, like you said, it was it was definitely a challenge for me to step into that role because I've always seen myself as a leader through my actions, but uh, this year I've actually had to, to be vocal. I've had to give the pregame speeches and uh, to sort of lead, you know, more than by example. So um, it's definitely been uh, uh, a tough, a tough year for me, but a very encouraging year. And I'm glad, you know, what the, that my teammates saw that I was willing to step into that role. I even took classes in the off season on leadership wow. uh, just to be prepared for this. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very grateful for the award and. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that, that my motivation can carry him all the way to the Grey Cup. So okay. if you had to go into the dressing room, and I'm sure you're going to be there on Sunday, what would your well, message be to the boys? You know what? Um, this whole year has, all, has been about, you know what, uh, maintaining our legacy or starting a legacy. And uh, and truthfully, um, the whole season and our team motto is, is that it's not about you. It's about everybody around you, right? Because uh, when you do stuff for yourself, sometimes you get you can come up against something that's, that's stronger than you, that's faster than you, that's bigger than you. But when you do it for other people, you you have a ton of motivation there. So uh, for my for my guys, you know, I'm working on my speech for this weekend, but uh, it'll be a good one. <laughs> <laughs> so you are going to yeah. deliver a pregame speech then this weekend? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, good absolutely. for you. Good, yeah. good for you. Uh, do you mind giving our listeners a quick update? You had the surgery. Uh, how's the knee? It's it's a long it's a long road back. I know. Yeah. Um, so surgery went well. Uh, today I actually met with the doc and uh, progress is going good. But uh, yeah, I uh, tore my patella tendon um, on the field and, and obviously, you know, I was pretty hurt by that. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I took a, well, actually, I t- it was weird, right? I uh, went to go under a screenplay and the receiver sort of grabbed my shoulder and turned me as I was going to one direction. And it's like my knee wanted to go in another direction. And before I knew it, my kneecap had moved up a couple inches into my thigh, right? <laughs> so I dislocated my knee and uh, obviously tore my patella with that. So uh, there's a few months of recovery. Um, they said, you know, usually four to six. Um, I've had a little bit of uh, encouragement by watching a couple of Monday night or Sunday night football games. You know, I saw that Jimmy Graham did the same thing last year, and uh, he's playing quite well this year. So uh, that's definitely my motivation to come back for next year. Will you stay in Calgary uh, after the Stamps win the Great Cup, or will you uh, will oh, yeah. you head back home? Yeah, Calgary's home for me right now. Okay. Uh, my wife is up here, and actually, we're expecting our first kid. So, congratulations! We'll have a, Canadian, a Canadian kid. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we'll stay here in Calgary year round, and I'll be training over at COP and at the stadium, and and I'll be in good hands. We've got a good training staff, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to rehab. Hey, you know what? Uh, that that's that's again the right attitude. Congratulations, your first child. That's going to yeah. be. Did you know uh, you and Bo Levi Mitchell both celebrating right. that? Huh? <laughs> I didn't know if you knew that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. So well, no, <laughs> everybody I... knew we were friends, but you know what? They, they Say, man, you guys have to have kids at the same time too, right? Well, so we're in a butterball jokes right now. Well, you know, it's funny because Bo, Bo showed me how uh, how he and his wife found out what the sex was, and I won't give the sex out because I don't know if they right. made that public yet. But it was kind of a cute thing. They threw a football up in the air and it exploded, yeah, really cool. and it came out the uh, came out the color. And I, I won't share the color. Do you know what the sex is for yours? 
No, we're not finding out. Okay, okay. Yeah, we're not going to find out until the due date. So. <laughs> it's yeah, good, to be, good to be surprised. Right, we're, we're going to practice a little patience over here. <laughs> <laughs> Duran yeah. Mayo, a special guest here on Sports Talk with Chuck. Duran, before I let you go, uh, mm. Charleston Hughes, unfortunately, is not up for the Most Outstanding Player Award. Uh, it's right. Solomon Alamimian against Bear Woods. Now, if you had a vote, who should be the most outstanding defensive player in the Canadian Football League this year? Um, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you put me in a tough spot, right? I mean, honestly, uh, both of those guys had great years. Uh, you know, they were well over 100 tackles. Um, outside of that, you know what? In my opinion, the most valuable player is uh, not necessarily on the on the statistics side of things, right? It's who has the greatest impact on the game. Fair enough. And uh, obviously, you know, you see how far um, BC has gone into the playoffs right now, right? So, uh, obviously, uh, Solomon has a huge impact on his team. So, um, you know what? I'm going I'm to stick with the West, and I'm going to go Solomon. Uh, he's had a great year, and and uh, that's another uh, – he's another guy who's inspiration for me because he came after that uh, – he came back after that major surgery last year, right? So, that's right. Um, he, yeah, he's doing a great job, and uh, I'm rooting for him. Uh, you know what? That's that's the right answer. I, I got to ask you one more question because I, I was doing a little research on your on your bio, and you you were a soccer player for the longest time, and, and then your mom said you got to go you got to go play some football because right. you got to get a scholarship. Uh, yeah. t- tell us that story. So you love soccer, right? Eh? Right. Oh, I love I love soccer uh, growing up, and I still watch you know the Euro Cup and a couple of things here and there. But um, yeah, so basically, you know, obviously my my older brother Gerard played for eight years in the Patriots, so he's a really good high school player and. Uh, my older brother was really good, and even my younger brother had played before I did, and he was really good. So uh, my mom sat me down, and I was playing you know, soccer along with uh, a little bit of JV basketball. And as she sat me down, she said, Deron, if you don't get a full scholarship to college, you're going to community college, right? <laughs> so I'm like, man, like I really don't want to go to community college and you know stick around. I want to explore and, and see a little bit of the world. So I said, all right, why not? Junior year in high school, I started I really wasn't that good. And, and, you know, I tell a lot of kids this. I'm like, you don't have to be, you know, like the best kid on the floor all times. You know, like you, you can learn to get better at uh, things that you pick up. So I wasn't that good uh, my first year, and uh, but I was fast, right? And, I, and actually soccer helped me because I had really good footwork, right? And obviously that carries over to the football field. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, I played my junior year. And then in my senior year, I went to a couple of combines and ended up earning a scholarship to uh, Hofstra University, which is, you know, a D1AA school that eventually ended up closing down. But, uh, yeah, from there, um, I became better and better, just took the coaching, and I was a 220, I was a 5'11", 220-pound defensive end in college, which is uh, <laughs> pretty small, right? But, uh, you know what, I may, I may do it what I had, and uh, I figured if I can't, you know, be the same size as these guys, I, I got to be quicker, got to be stronger, I got to be you know, more technically sound. So uh, I ended up being a really good defensive end and uh, sort of made a transition to the linebacker over the course of a few years. Well, Duran, it's, it's a great story. And I still remember when I asked uh, John Huffnagel about you, I said, is there a word to describe Duran Mayo? And he just said, athlete. He's an athlete. Right. So, so there you go. You're an athlete, my friend. Right. I appreciate that. All right. You take care. Thanks for joining us, okay? All right, thank you as well. Right. Have a good night. You betcha. Drawn Mayo, the Calgary Stampeders. We're out of time. We've got to take a break. This is Sports Talk with Jock, Jamie Thomas, Hamilton Tiger Cats, and Network will join us when we come back. Sports Talk with Jock. Weekdays from 6.30 to 8 p.m. on News Talk 770 Calgary, CHQR.